Hey, welcome back to The Five. Five minutes of courage and faith, challenge you to think. And today's topic is on worship. Now, when it comes to worship, you and I were created for worship. In fact, all of human history makes this point that we don't need to be taught how to worship. We need to be taught who to worship. And so God creates Adam and Eve, puts them in the garden, says, look, your job is to worship me. I've created you for worship. I've created you for my glory. And that's really, that's a pretty explicit point in the Bible. It's pretty obvious. And in fact, in Isaiah chapter 43, he says this, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created, get this, for my glory, which means this, your greatest joy and God's greatest desire are not, are not at odds. So what do you want? You want purpose and security and fulfillment. What does God want? God wants worship and praise and glory. Well, you're only going to find those things in walking with God, in knowing God, in loving God. So that was the deal. I create you, you get joy, I get glory. And what happens in the garden is something tragic. We make a bad trade. In fact, the whole Bible is basically about two trades, one in the garden and one at the cross. And so the first trade is Adam and Eve in the garden. And Paul says, look, here they, they exchange the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, and animals, and creeping things. In other words, they chose God's stuff over God. That's the essence of idolatry. That is the essence of saying, God, I don't want you. I want your stuff. And we do the same thing. We worship money. We worship success. We worship our own opinions on different things. We worship ourselves. That's the bad trade. So what does God do? God makes a really good trade. God trades, the great exchange, God trades his son for us on the cross. Jesus' trade on the cross reverses the curse of our trade. And he does that to win back our worship. It's, again, pretty clear in the Bible that God acts in Christ for his glory. This Isaiah 48 says this, for my name's sake, I defer my anger. What's the gospel? God defers his anger to Jesus. For the sake of my praise, I restrain it for you, that I may not cut you off. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. Why? For my own sake, for my own sake, for how should my name be profaned? My glory I will not give to another. So to be real clear, God is not an idolater. Idolatry is valuing creation over the creator. God never does that. God values nothing over God. In fact, even in our most beloved passages of scripture, we see lurking behind and beneath the text is that very point that God is ultimately about God. For example, Psalm 23, remember this? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. God created you for worship. And what this text says is that, even Ephesians 1, it's like God created the gospel. He, he, he created this gospel and gave us the gospel to the praise of his glorious grace. So what is worship? It's more than singing. It's a life that is sold out for the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Worship. My time, next week, and I'll see you then.